0: Everyone knows the iconic line, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can, but he's not the only one. This week on Explained we'll be ranking the top five spider people from around the multiverse. Welcome back to Geek Explain, the podcast for comics, film, TV, and more. You name it, we geek explain it. I'm your host Eric Kazana, and today's episode, I'm actually really excited about. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but in the last week, uh, Spider-Man, a game for the PS4, the PlayStation 4, uh, was released, and I have been playing the crap out of it. <laughs> it's so good it's it's probably my favorite spider-man game i know i know a lot of people have a lot of nostalgic soft spots for spider-man 2 but to be completely honest with you i think this game blows it out of the water to be completely honest um i've just i've been playing it since i uh picked it up at the early i guess pickup date uh, last Thursday. Uh, I haven't beaten it yet. I am sitting at, I believe, an 86% because I'm the type of person that when I'm working my way through a story, I want to knock out all of the side quests. That includes uh, stopping the crimes, uh, getting collectibles, all that stuff before I finish up the story. So I'm on my way, I'm there, and I really, really wanted uh, this week's episode to be a review of that game. But i've been taking my time i've been really enjoying it really enjoying the new fresh take on spider-man this is a spider-man who is uh eight years that's right you heard me right eight years into being spider-man he's 23 i believe they said and uh he's just he's he knows what he's doing (laughs) as spider-man anyway he doesn't really have it together that's kind of the trademark for Peter Parker as a character but this Spider-Man is just he's for me he's a fresh take because we're so used to seeing uh like a Tom Holland Spider-Man who's in high school still figuring things out still figuring out what's going on with his life or a Tobey Maguire who is at least in the first uh Spider-Man still in high school figuring stuff out and we've really we've been getting a lot of like origin stories a lot of uh days in the life a lot of uh spider-man still in the early stages of his career so it was kind of refreshing to see in this game a spider-man who uh has been at it for a while and has been fighting rogues collecting a rogues gallery and really been putting in the work and uh I just I've been really enjoying it. One big thing that I know a lot of fans of the PlayStation Two uh, Spider-Man Two game are uh, gonna call out immediately is the web swinging. Well, with the web swinging here, I have never felt more like Spider-Man. <laughs> the uh, just the system is intuitive. The combat is, of course, Arkham inspired, but it brings its own. Uh, flavor to it so i've i've been really enjoying it i've been really enjoying the references to the actual new york city to uh the greater marvel universe there are lots of uh, cameos and easter eggs for characters in the greater marvel universe that we don't really see in the game but it's just it's cool to know that they're there um I've just i've been really enjoying it and if you're interested in me doing like a full review for the game please let me know uh i would love to do that uh if you guys want to hear that from me feel free to let me know you can uh tweet at me at uh Explained pod that's at geeksplained pod on twitter you can also send me emails because i'm an old man and i still read emails at uh geeksplained at gmail.com you can send anything to me uh ideas for future episodes uh tell me how I'm doing whether you're liking my stuff whether you there's stuff that you think I could improve on I always love interacting with you guys I've been talking with a lot of people recently about the podcast and I just I love engaging with you guys because this is a podcast that I am just kind of talking to a mic in front of me but I'm also uh talking to you guys and I'm hopefully starting conversations between you uh, i had a conversation with a couple people in the last couple weeks about uh some different topics that i could be putting in the podcast so i'm really looking forward to uh to continuing those talks and getting more input from you guys both on uh how the podcast should be going forward and for episodes to focus on in the future but that is in the future right now we're talking about spider-man and again if you would like me to do a full review on the game when i'm finished with it please let me know uh but one thing that was really striking me about this game i just was the costumes uh spider-man has worn a bunch of costumes over his long long career and uh every time you unlock a new costume it's like christmas all over again there are a couple costumes that i unlocked where i was immediately just hyped up super excited jazzed again and uh it got me thinking that if i can't do an episode on the spider-man game itself i could start do thinking about an episode involving these costumes that got me thinking further about today's topic which is the top five Alternate spider people from around the uh, the multiverse the spider-verse and I really uh, it was really tough putting this list together. I was uh, Narrowing it down to five is really tough because uh, spider-man has had a lot of alternate versions of himself all across Marvel comics and uh, To make it a little easier on myself to uh, Make this list a little bit more manageable. I, uh, I put in some guidelines because I needed some rules, some, uh, some I guess, yeah, guidelines to uh, put this list together to kind of narrow the field and also to kind of set some stuff aside maybe for a future episode. So uh, rule number one, uh, no 616. So none of the people on this list can have originated in the Marvel 616 universe. That means no Ben Reilly Spider-Man, no Kane Scarlet Spider, And as much as it pains me to say it no auto octavius superior spider-man uh anyone who knows me knows that superior spider-man is my favorite version of spider-man uh followed very closely by ben riley but uh superior spider-man will top any spider list that i put together so i had to set my personal bias aside and say that nobody who originates from the 616 universe can be on this list uh that i think makes it a little more interesting because we have to start pulling from other areas uh other universes other earths and i think that's what these alternate universe lists are all about uh lists or rule number two is uh no movies no tv so no characters from the movie universes or no and no characters from the animated or otherwise television universes i personally am a huge fan of spectacular spider-man i think that might be my favorite spider-man uh cartoon i have a lot of nostalgic memories with uh the 90s spider-man cartoon but i just i've watched a couple episodes back and they don't age well uh but that was my first introduction to his spider-man as a character so i still have a special place in my heart for that uh, as for the movies i've always i've always had some opinions when it comes to these things uh because as much as toby maguire uh has this kind of fan following and as good as people remember him and his movies to be uh i think he was not a very good spider-man i really enjoyed his uh His personal growth as a character is Peter Parker, but I never really connected with him as Spider-Man. Kind of same for Andrew Garfield. I Okay, I'm going to go on record saying I really enjoyed Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I know that he wasn't perfect and that there are a lot of things that they could have done differently with him. but And I will say that his uh, Peter was never my favorite part, but I just thought when he was Spider-Man, he was so... uh, energizing and dynamic and he really brought that character my kind of my uh vision of what spider-man would be to life and i really enjoyed him as it and then you have tom holland who just he ticks every box i think for the spider-man that they're going for which i think is very heavily influenced by the ultimate spider-man comics by brian michael mendes and uh, mark bagley i think he plays a pitch perfect high school spider-man uh how will he be once spider-man moves on from high school goes to daily bugle all of that stuff uh we'll wait and see because that story is yet to be written um but yeah so none of those characters uh just those are my kind of bullet points for those if you're interested for those people who wanted to know and uh number three was very important to me i wanted it to want to make sure there was more than one appearance of the character so uh, it can't be a character who just appeared in a one-off uh, it can't be a character who we see in the background and it's like oh that's a cool uh, that that's a cool looking spider-man I want someone who we have a backstory for who has a pathos who has uh, just a storyline who has an arc and I wanted them to be a dynamic character so those are my three rules uh, do a quick recap, no 616, no movies slash TV characters, and they had to have had more than one appearance. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the top five spider people of the, I guess, the Spider-Verse. Now I will say uh, this is my personal list. Uh, this is On No other uh, Grading rubric than my own so if you disagree feel free to let me know uh, (laughs) What your list looks like and uh, let's let's start that conversation, but uh, coming in at number five is uh, spider-ben this is uh, Benjamin Parker from earth three one four five This is this is an uncle Ben who? got the spider powers instead of peter uh in his origin uh ben parker took peter to the uh science uh demonstration where peter got the spider bite but instead of waiting outside in the car he went in with him and the spider happened to bite ben parker instead so he as this older uh ben parker uh got the spider powers and initially he didn't know what to do with them really uh peter who i think some people forget before he was bit by the spider was kind of a jerk uh immediately wanted his uh uncle ben to go to show business to uh be a wrestler to do all the things that spider-man that peter initially does as spider-man chasing fame chasing fortune that uh the parkers especially uh peter has never really uh been exposed to but ben decides that he wants to help people he wants to fight crime and he takes up the mantle of spider-man his costume i think is super cool he's got these weird like um oh it's like uh like race like horse racing jockey pants that like flare out uh before like tapering back in around the boots and his his costume i for me, like, seems very uh, almost steampunk uh, inspired. I really love the design of his costume, and I would love to see that appear in more forms of media. I would love to see that appear in the uh, PS4 Spider Man as, like, a DLC costume or whatever. But this Ben Parker uh, had a pretty lengthy run as Spider Man until he ran afoul of the Emerald Elf, which is his. Uh, Earth's version of the Green Goblin. Uh, the Emerald Elf found out uh, Ben Parker's true identity, and in an attack, he killed Aunt May and Peter. So due to this, uh, Ben Parker completely was distraught, went into a depression, and gave up being Spider-Man. There's a panel where it shows him throwing his uh, his suit in the garbage just as the... classic spider-man no more uh story did and he retired from being spider-man because of his grief Uh, not too long after this ezekiel sims who is kind of like the representation or uh, the representative of the spider totems around the multiverse uh, came to him and told him of the impending threat of the inheritors which were basically like picture them as like life force multiverse vampires They hunt down uh, spider people from around the multiverse, suck out their life force, and grow stronger through it. And uh, Ezekiel warned Ben of an upcoming event, uh, an upcoming war, and that the leader of the inheritors, Morloon, would soon be coming to this earth to try and take his life force. So because he was retired because he was still uh handling his trauma and his grief he agreed to be put into a bunker on on his earth created by ezekiel much like the bunker that uh cindy moon would be put in on uh, the 616 universe earth and that's where he stayed for a while uh this is where he stayed in fact during uh the earth 3145's version of events of the ends of the earth storyline where uh otto octavius basically has this uh ransom plan involving global warming and all this stuff uh and without spider-man there to stop him the uh plan goes wrong and the world is essentially lost to thermonuclear war so in effect spider spider ben 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 parker is the last remaining living person on earth 3145 so it's i just think that's it's such an interesting um an interesting way to approach the tragic Uncle Ben storyline from a different perspective. And uh, its he's still in this bunker when he is found during the Spider-Verse event. And I won't spoil anything about what he does in that Spider-Verse event, but his inclusion, I think, is incredibly important to the end game of that story uh he's he's just super cool and i love the idea of taking this character who at this point i mean so far down the line from uh spider-man's initial creation we deify him we uh put him up on a pedestal we really look at him as this saint like figure watching him um not be perfect watching him Uh, fail watching him deal with those failures and learn to rise above it i think is incredibly incredibly good storytelling and i really just i really enjoyed seeing him as a character Uh, if you are interested in reading about his further adventures you can check him out he first debuts in the spider-verse event Uh, following that event he appears in uh during the uh, company-wide crossover from marvel secret wars uh, if you go on Amazon, you can check out, uh, if you just look up Warzone Spider Island, he appears as a uh, kind of a backup story in those in that trade, so check him out if you want to see him there. And then he also uh, made some recurring appearances in the Web Warriors comic that was running for a little while, kind of dealing with the uh, aftermath of the Spider-Verse and some alternate universe spider man going out and kind of policing the multiverse for all of these Earths that uh, their spider totem was killed by the inheritors. So uh, those are where you can find Spider Ben in his further adventures. Uh, following this, number four is Spider Girl slash Spider Woman. Uh, this is Mayday Parker from Earth Nine Eight Two, also known as the MC Two universe. Uh, this is kind of the for a long time, especially in the '90s this universe was hyped up and was set up as the future of the marvel universe uh this is the second generation this is looking into the marvel universe you know 20 30 years in the future and seeing where these heroes are now and what their children are now up to and mayday parker or may is her actual name but she's called mayday all the time uh she is the daughter of peter parker and mary Jane watson uh, this reality they got together and they had a daughter as well as a younger brother at the time of uh, the story her brother had just been born his name is Ben Ben Parker also known as Benji Parker uh, and May is an interesting character I came across her uh, fairly early on in my comic viewing uh, history uh, I was looking for because I had been uh, entranced by the idea of Ben Riley. And I was looking for anything and everything I could get my hands on that involved him. And I remember seeing a comic with what looked to be Ben Riley's spider suit, but it was a girl wearing it. So I remember picking it up, flipping through it, and that was my introduction to Mayday. And I really I really think she's a dynamic character as well. She's, she brings in that kind of brash teenager. It kind of brings back Spider-Man to his roots and gives it a different perspective, which is really, I think, what... all of the characters on this list do um but Mayday uh had a pretty uh interesting life from the get go uh when she was a baby she was kidnapped by the Green Goblin in an attempt to uh psychologically torture Peter Parker who was still Spider-Man at the time uh Peter went rescued her but in the process his leg was I believe it was broken or ripped off or something and uh, Peter kind of got a wake-up call from that. He got a prosthetic leg. He was uh, kind of forced to reevaluate everything that was going on in his life and his career as Spider-Man. So he chose to retire and focus on his life as a family man and as a father. So he and Mary Jane decided to keep the, uh, the whole Spider-Man secret tucked away, never for uh, May to find out about it. And they just kind of hoped that she wouldn't develop any powers of her own. But of course, that's not how comics work. So she uh, started to develop early versions of Spider-Man's powers at the age of 15. And when she started to kind of connect the dots together, she realized she's the daughter of Spider-Man. So what she did was she took the old Ben Riley costume, stitched it together, uh, kind of whipped up some old... uh, web shooters that Ben Riley had previously used and went out and started fighting crime and she tried to kind of be a hero Uh, she had a couple interesting early adventures until her parents found out what she was doing, that they burned the costume uh, and she was forced to kind of retire, quote unquote Uh, pretty soon after that she saved her father from a stalker who was looking to kill him and this rush of being able to save someone of being able to save her own father, who was her hero, uh, kind of gave her the confidence and the uh, drive to go back out there and fight as a vigilante, because she thinks that's what her, her dad would do in that situation. So her costume is still kind of a, uh, a representation of Ben Riley's costume. But uh, later on, after or following the uh, Spider-Verse event, she kind of... Uh, I don't see I, I do not want to spoil anything for Spider-Verse, but at the end of the book, she is given the go-to to become Spider-Woman. And is kind of given an upgrade. But that's all I'll say from it. But um, one thing that I thought was always interesting with her is that she has, through most of her book... Uh, She has a long-standing relationship with a Gene Thompson. Now, if that name sounds familiar, you might be thinking of Eugene Thompson, a.k.a. Flash Thompson, a.k.a. the bully from Peter Parker's childhood who later later went on to become uh, Agent Venom and Agent Anti-Venom. And I always thought that was really just... I thought that was incredible. I love the idea behind that because uh, just seeing the relationship between Peter and Flash and then looking forward to the relationship between their two children and how they interact with each other because of it, I just, I thought it was an incredible circle narratively. But uh, yeah, that's Spider-Girl, Mayday Parker, uh, later on Spider-Woman currently in uh, Marvel Comics. Our neighbors are big fans of spider girl i guess it's the joys of living in an apartment complex <laughs> uh but if you wanted to uh read further about her you can check out the spider girl complete collection that is pretty much the entire first run from her initial uh comic during the uh the under the mc2 line uh it's it's a great read it's very of its time so there's a lot of um, a lot of terms and a lot of uh storytelling devices that i don't think age as well as it would like to but it's still overall a great story it's a great coming of age story for mayday who gets to really uh grow up in this era of you know all these heroes having been these mythical figures and now it's up to the next generation to kind of live up to that standard uh you can also check her out in spider-verse she's a central character in that story and uh also, in the uh, Secret Wars event in Warzone Spider Island that I mentioned for uh, Spider-Ben, she appears with him in that backup story for the, uh, for the volume, so check her out on there. Uh, she's a great character, and she's definitely worth a look. Now, number three has the distinction of being the only alternate Peter Parker on this list, and he is Spider-Man Noir. Uh, This is the Spider-Man of Earth 90214, which, thinking about it, is only, I think, two digits away from uh, my zip code, so I think that's hilarious, and I didn't really realized that until i was putting my notes together but uh as the title suggests spider-man noir is kind of set on this world where it's kind of perpetually like the 1920s 1930s uh this peter parker was uh raised by his uncle ben and his aunt may during the great depression era and i love this comic and i love the idea behind this character because i'm a huge sucker for uh noir storytelling detective stories uh the whole era of the 20s and 30s and i just think it's fascinating just as a uh just as a as a time period as a plot device as a narrative i just i love this era and having a spider-man based in this uh Uh, this narrative frame I think is really cool. But uh, this Spider-Man deals with a lot of dark heavy stuff. Uh, Ben Parker is killed for organizing a union workers strike Uh, during the Great Depression. He is killed by uh, Norman Osborn who is a crime boss, kind of going by the moniker the Goblin. No one knows why they call him the Goblin at least in storyline. But uh, there's there are rumors and it's really uh it's incredible because ben is not ben is not killed as a uh, random act i think with uh in any of the spider-man stories whether they be in comics whether they be in film on tv whatever uh ben's murder is always a um a random act of violence Uh, He's never been, you know, somebody who went out and got in a fight and was killed. Uh, He was never the target of a political scheme. He was just a guy who happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he suffered for it. But here, Ben was an activist. He was the leader of a workers' union, and he was killed. He was assassinated by the corrupt businesses that were suffering because of his workers strike and i think that puts a whole new perspective on the origin of spider-man and his reason for doing what he does so um this peter parker is mentored by ben urich at the daily bugle which has of course fallen under hard times because that's what newspaper uh companies do in comics uh He was on an uh, undercover assignment that was meant for Ben when he stumbled upon a spider statue that was being smuggled in to uh, New York by some of the goblins' underlings. Uh, After kind of causing a ruckus, the spider statue was knocked over and shattered and a swarm of spiders just flew out of it and one of them biting peter causing him to pass out peter then has a dream about a spider god and when he wakes up finds that he has these miraculous spider powers Uh, his power set has always been kind of up for debate uh there are certain stories where he has organic webbing there are certain stories where he doesn't have webs at all um but he's pretty much known for having all of the all of your typical spider-man powers just a little bit less uh, he's known for not being quite as strong as his other counterparts and that's why he has to uh, rely more on stealth uh, and you see that in any game mechanic involving him um, spider-man Shattered dimensions is an excellent uh, example of this his whole all of his sequences in that game were uh, essentially Spider-Man in uh, Arkham Asylum. So, also, as a side note, I love that game. I I think it's, again, one of my favorite Spider-Man games. Uh, and it was an interesting look into uh, what kind of makes Spider-Man tick across the multiverse. But that's not about that game. We're talking about Spider-Man Noir. So, uh, he eventually, after seeing the injustice after deciding that he wants to do something about it uh crafts a costume based on his uncle ben's world war one airman uniform and goes out and fights crime as spider-man uh he's also known as the uh the face with no eyes uh the spider and a bunch of other noir crime sounding uh names uh his main antagonists are of course norman osborne as well as a personal vendetta with the vulture who in this continuity is what is referred to as a geek uh yikes people are driving fast out there uh the definition of a geek in this instance is essentially a cannibal essentially someone who has found a taste for human flesh and we come to find out that the vulture was the one who killed ben and when we find uh or when rather peter finds uncle ben's body his body has been mutilated uh almost beyond recognition and you find out throughout the narrative that vulture was the one that killed him and subsequently ate some of him so spider-man has it as a vendetta, he's got a lot of anger, and this is a much darker version of Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Man who is uh, notorious for using guns. We don't really uh, see that a whole lot. He's also a Spider-Man who is totally okay with killing people and really, I think there's only one or two other Spider-Men that I can think off the top of my head who are are okay with killing. uh, That being the Assassin Spider-Man and sometimes Superior Spider-Man. But Spider-Man Noir, I think, is a fresh take on Spider-Man. It's an interesting take, and I think uh, if you're not familiar with the character, you should do yourself a favor and check it out. Uh, To do that segue, uh, you can check out his limited series, Spider-Man Noir. Uh, You can pick it up pretty much anywhere. Uh, You can go on Amazon. You can go to your uh, brick-and-mortar... Uh, local comic shops Uh, he also played a part in the of course the spider-verse crossover as well as the uh, aftermath comic the web warriors he was on that core team Uh, certain characters like Ben Parker like Mayday uh, like other characters made Uh, limited recurring appearances but he was on the core team that was in every issue so if you want to check out spider-man noir get his take on it he also appears in the ultimate spider-man cartoon i was never a big fan of that cartoon but i think i thought that they treated him and his character well and they went through his uh storyline with a certain amount of tact that they didn't really take with uh the rest of the show <laughs> I don't know if I could say that but yeah so uh, Spider-Man Noir definitely a good uh, definitely a good alternate Spider-Man to check out in the number two spot, we have Spider Woman slash Ghost Spider slash Spider Gwen. She is uh, from Earth 65, and you did hear that right. This is the Earth 65 version of Gwen Stacy, who got spider powers instead of Spider Man. She has been blowing up in recent years. Uh, she made a she made her first appearance in Edge of Spider Verse. And since then, she just she caught fire, and she has found a success and a popularity that not a lot of um, alternate Spider-Men can say that they've uh, achieved. She even made Gwen Stacy uh, a topic of conversation for a lot of people. Uh, I think it's fair to say that not a lot of people really view Gwen Stacy as a dynamic character. The most notable thing that she has done, if you ask any anybody is die but Spider-Gwen really revamped the character, breathed breathed uh, new life into a character who has been gone for a long time and is one of the few characters in comics that has truly stayed dead and I just, I think it's an incredible take on the character. Uh, She is the drummer of the band the Mary Janes and just that i think is really cool too she kind of gives this uh punk rock kind of vibe not quite on the level of spider punk but she is a great character who has an attitude who uh is very up-to-date and current i think for uh today's today's youth if i want to sound like an old man Um, so this uh this version of gwen stacy was bit by the spider instead of peter parker and she initially uh, wanted to do everything that Peter did in the 616 universe Uh, she was focused on fame, she was focused on notoriety, uh, she didn't really care about helping people, she viewed these powers as a way to help herself and uh, this kind of all changed over a couple different um, a couple different events Uh, first of all her captain her father her captain her father gwen captain uh george stacy captain george stacy sorry i (laughs) forgot his name for a second uh was having a conversation and he basically uh just offhandedly said that you know he thinks that uh spider woman could really be a help to the people of new york which she took to heart because she looks up and idolizes her father and then a not so nice moment also shaped not just uh, her view on her powers but kind of shifted her trajectory going forward Uh, she was best friends with peter parker who was perpetually uh, bullied and made fun of and ostracized in high school and what was great about the 616 peter parker is that getting these powers Uh, having the tragedy with uncle ben taught him to be a better person taught him to uh, rise above all the kind of uh, schoolyard abuse he had been taking but because he didn't get any of that he didn't get any of that life experience he was just a he was an angry troubled kid who was constantly bullied at school and with gwen focusing more on her powers and more on her career of being spider woman uh it kind of left him out in the cold and he was starting to crack and this Peter Parker is just as intelligent albeit maybe less so uh, by a smidge than as the uh, 616 Spider-Man so he created a serum to give him what he thought would be the the equivalent of the of Spider-Woman's power so that he could join her and uh, fight crime with her together and give his life meaning but unfortunately this serum had adverse side effects and turned him into the Earth-65 version of the Lizard. Uh, Pete was completely horrified at what he had become and lashed out. All of his anger, all of his sadness uh, kind of bottled up and was finally let go. And Gwen had to fight her best friend, which ultimately the battle along with the uh, strain on Peter's body through the serum ended up killing him, and he died in Gwen's arms. And it was here that she learned the idea of great power and great responsibility. So, following this, uh, she was branded a criminal because she was, without any of the context from their interactions, people assume that she was the one that killed Peter so she went on the run and that's kind of where we open up our story at the beginning of edge of spider-verse on her first introduction all this stuff has already happened and she's kind of dealing with the aftermath of it uh one thing i think is really interesting that i didn't know about before was uh her costume and her web shooters were given to her by the earth 65 version of janet van dyne so uh it's it's ladies sticking together and i i love that i appreciate that so her main, uh, her main, I guess, drive in her initial story is both to clear her name, to uh, keep her identity a secret from her father, who's growing increasingly suspicious from her, and to do battle with the Kingpin. Now, the Kingpin is not the tall, huge, bald guy that we come to know and love, especially the Vincent D'Onofrio version. This Kingpin is Matt Murdock. You heard that right. Daredevil is the kingpin in this universe he is a former lawyer he is the uh trained leader of the hand ninjas and he has succeeded wilson fisk as the kingpin of crime at this point uh it's an incredibly dark and interesting take on the matt murdoch character and i i just i ate it up i think it's a fresh take on him and i keep i i know i keep saying fresh take fresh take fresh take but i just i think it's really interesting how many ways you can spin a uh, a web for these characters you can to pun intended I will give you that pun intended uh, with a character like Spider-Man who's been along who's been around for as long as he has uh, to get new and exciting perspectives on him I think even today is really really cool and it really uh It says something for the enduring idea of his character but anyway uh really great story her initial run i think is one of the uh sleeper hits of the modern spider-man era uh she again has been just building in popularity she's now the You know the center point of her own book she's going to be appearing in the uh spider-man into the spider-verse animated movie uh coming in december which again i'm super hyped about and uh she's just growing in stock and she i think she's only going to get better as a character uh to check her out you can check out her initial introduction edge of spider-verse she also plays a pretty pivotal role in the wow that was really well timed Uh, the actual spider-verse event Uh, she also headlined her own spider Gwen comic which check it out it's amazing Uh, especially the first run where it takes place almost exclusively on her earth uh, I think is it's a breath of fresh air for that character Uh, she also made appearances in uh, spider-man the miles Morales Series following Secret Wars, she and he kind of had a thing for a while, which I didn't know how to feel about, but um, but it was interesting. And then she also, of course, made recurring appearances in the Web Warriors comic. So that is number two. Uh, number one, I think a lot of people will probably. No, this is coming uh number one is spider-man from earth 1610 the ultimate spider-man also known as miles morales uh it it really couldn't have been anybody else to be completely honest with you there were characters that i was uh, really interested in the the dr aikman spider-man from a design perspective and from a backstory perspective i thought was incredibly interesting um spider uk spider ham there are a bunch of different spider-men spider punk uh that could have taken any spot on this list but the just the pinnacle of an alternate universe spider-man the ultimate spider-man if you will is miles morales uh in the short time that he's been around he has taken a place among the marvel universe that i don't think a lot of people could just based on popularity based on merit based on uh how well your stories are told uh miles morales continues to endure he continues to grow and he continues to be that character who we can look back on 20 30 50 years from now and say this character is going to be around for a long time uh if you missed our episode of miles morales uh we did a full episode on him his history his abilities uh all the way leading up to his most recent uh run following the secret wars event uh you can go back check out that episode uh we did it around the same time that into the spider verse the first trailer dropped i was really excited about it and i'm really excited about miles's character but Check it out, check that episode out. Uh, I'll give you a quick, brief, basic breakdown here, but if you're interested in this character, go check out that episode. Uh, he is the nephew of uh, Aaron Davis, also known as the Prowler. Uh, it's through the involvement of aaron davis breaking into an abandoned oscorp lab that he comes across a mutated spider that ends up biting miles morales he is inspired by the death of the ultimate universe peter parker to take up the mantle uh he also is really notable for i think i could be wrong and i'm probably wrong people will let me know if i was wrong they will fact check me uh he i'm pretty sure is the youngest spider-man to take the mantle he became spider-man at the ripe age of 13 <laughs> uh his web shooters are were originally passed down to him from aunt may though he later on traded them in for uh some high-tech shield uh shield web shooters uh, he is notable for having a couple extra powers that Peter didn't have when he was Spider-Man, namely his Venom Blast, which is able to do pretty much what the writers need him to do, from uh, paralyzing people to becoming an, an EMP to becoming some giant-like uh, area of effects blast-back electric charge. Uh, He also has camouflage. He can turn invisible. He can uh, blend in his surroundings. And I think it's really interesting that they gave him these extra powers to, again, kind of differentiate himself narratively uh, from Peter. But after he became Spider-Man, he was the main Spider-Man for the uh, Ultimate Universe, Earth-1610, until he was displaced and put into the 616 Universe uh during the or following the secret wars event he is now finds himself on the same earth as peter parker uh and the two of them have been sharing the spider-man role and seeing him adapt because he still remembers everything from the ultimate universe seeing him adapt and kind of lead this dual life has been really interesting uh if you want to check him out do some further reading on him. You can check out his first initial run in Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. Uh, you can also check out his most recent run, which is simply titled Spider-Man, following the uh, Secret Wars event. he Also following the Secret Wars event, he joined the Avengers for a short time. You can check that out in All New Avengers. Uh, following the Avengers run, he left and helped form the Champions, which is one of my favorite uh, Marvel Comics i really enjoyed that team i really liked that first run and he was an integral part of that but one of i think if you're looking for a comic to kind of get you into maz morales if you're not really familiar with him check out spider-man uh spider-man by brian michael bendis he this is kind of the crossover back when uh, miles was still in the ultimate universe he crosses paths with the peter parker of earth 6- 616 and uh shenanigans ensues so uh definitely check that out and again check out our uh our episode on him we did a full episode it was almost like an hour i think uh just talking just about Miles Morales. So those are my top five uh, alternate Spider People from around the multiverse. I'll do a quick recap. Number five was Spider Ben Ben Parker. Number four was Spider Girl slash Spider Woman Mayday Parker. Uh, number three was Spider Man Noir. Number two was Spider Gwen, and number one is Miles Morales. So. That is our list. Uh, again, if you disagree, if you think there's someone I forgot, uh, if you have your own list, share your list with me. You can do that on Twitter. You can send me an email. i working on possibly putting together like an Instagram for it uh, for this podcast. So if you're interested in that, please let me know as well. And that does it for the list. And now it is time for This Week in Comics. This is the segment of the show where I break down uh, the top five comics that I'm looking at this week and that I think you should check out, too. So uh, we're going to kick it off with Detective Comics number 988. It is a high number, my friends. We are getting up there. We're inching closer and closer to Detective Comics 1000. Uh, This story is uh, all new. Uh, This is a brand new creative team as well, uh, with James Robinson writing with art by Steven Segovia. I'll break into the uh, synopsis voice now. It looks like the kind of murder case too ordinary to draw the attention of Batman. But once the world's greatest detective gets involved, the identity of the victim completely unravels and leads to a conspiracy among some of the Dark Knight's strangest foes. So, I'm really interested in this. I'm really interested in the idea of this. Uh, This is also inching closer to uh, my really exciting point with the uh, detective comics uh if you haven't heard peter j tomasi and doug monkey are going to be taking over detective comics all the way through detective comics 1000 so i think this was this is going to be kind of our bridge from the brian hill uh run up to the uh tomasi and monkey run so keep a lookout for this i think this From what a lot of uh, solicitations and comics websites that I've looked at have said, this is going to be kind of a uh, down-to-basics, back-to-basics detective story for Batman, which I'm always a huge fan of whenever uh, Batman gets to flex his detective muscles. Uh, I'm always interested, so definitely check that out. And hopping over to Marvel, because we can't do a Spider-Man episode without recommending a spider-man book and uh this week's spider-man book is peter parker the spectacular spider-man number 309 uh this is written by chip zadarsky with uh art by chris Boccolo. and if you don't know i'm a huge fan of chris baccalo's i have picked up at least one of every uh, comic run that he's done I loved him on Doctor Strange I was a huge fan of him on Uncanny on X-Men and I am just I, I love the idea of him writing Spider-Man uh, I really enjoyed the, uh, the last issue uh, number 308 this is kind of a two-parter uh, Sandman story uh, so I'll jump into the synopsis real quick What should have been a simple altercation with Sandman turns very dark. A tale unbound by time itself threatens Spider-Man in never-before-seen ways. So, uh, this is looking to build off of last issue, which I won't spoil for anyone who uh, hasn't picked it up. But I think you should go pick it up and also pick up this issue. Because uh, if you haven't heard Chip Chip Zdarsky, easy for me to say... Uh, his run on Spectacular Spider-Man is coming to an end uh, with issue number 310. It's going to be uh, his last issue on the book. So if you are still looking to jump on or see uh, kind of the last couple issues before they bring in the next creative team, this is definitely one to pick up. Now, number three is Superman number three. Uh, this is written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Ivan Reese and Joe Prado uh okay i'm gonna level with you guys here i have not uh really been sold on bendis writing superman yet uh i will say that i've been enjoying action comics so far uh the uh patrick gleason art definitely has something to do with it i think but this book i'm not as sold on yet uh it's going back and forth and last issue in superman number two uh i think they had like an like a coloring error which really kind of wigged me out when i first read it but uh i'm still giving it you know my go i give every comic that i pick up one arc to tell its story and if it doesn't grab me then I drop it from my list so uh, we'll see Uh, it looks like this since it's issue number three I'm assuming it'll go until issue five or issue six before it kind of wraps up the first arc so I will let you guys know what I think but until then I'm still picking up the Superman books and if they grab me it grabs me but uh, let's jump into that synopsis guest starring the Justice League locked inside the phantom zone, the earth stands poisoned and its heroes lie dying with no idea how to escape the deadly kryptonian trap. But an even deadlier threat invades as Rogal Zar teams with those who have been imprisoned inside the phantom zone to use earth to escape, not caring if they destroy the planet to do it. So I am still waiting for Rogal Zar to kind of live up to the narrative potential that he has, but i i am interested in the idea of having earth inside the phantom zone so we'll see what happens and sticking with dc we are going to go with our number two which is red hood and the outlaws number 26. uh this is kind of the start of a new arc for jason todd if you've been interested in the book but didn't really know where to jump on, this would be a good point. Uh, This is going to be written by Scott Lubdell with art by Pete Woods, and this is kind of kicking off the next phase in Jason Todd's anti-hero slash criminal career. Uh, We'll jump into the synopsis. Jason Todd's about to take this vigilante game to a whole new level. His partners, Bizarro and Artemis, gone. His mentor, Batman, out. His base of operations, Gotham City, abandoned. Cast out and alone, Red Hood embarks on a bold, brutal new mission with a new costume, new weapons, and a new plan to punish evildoers across the DCU. Plus, Pete Woods joins writer Scott Lobdell as this new era begins. So, yeah, as the synopsis says, this is going to be... A, Old, brand new step for uh jason todd he in previous issues uh just tried to kill the penguin uh, i believe he's still in a comatose state so he's not quite dead yet but because of this he was cast out by uh batman and in red hood the outlaws annual kind of had his last goodbye with uh roy harper before roy went off the sanctuary so we'll see what happens i'm interested i've always enjoyed jason todd as a character and now that he kind of has the leash off of him and is back to his uh brutal red hood self we'll see where he goes from here and in our number one slot this week this is fantastic four number two uh written by dan slot with art by sarah picelli uh the fantastic four are back they're, uh, it's still unknown why or how they're back, but they are back. That is what we do know. Uh, I was talking to my um, good friend, Jacob Brown, who uh, was asking me these questions about, you know, why are they back? Do we know why they're back yet? Uh, so hopefully this issue gives us a little bit more in the answers department, uh, but it looks like we're it's going to start picking up steam pretty quick. So here's the synopsis. What have Reed, Sue, and the kids been up to all this time? What adventures have they been on? What strange new friends have they found along the way? What deadly new enemies have they made? And what are Franklin and Valeria's new code names? All these questions will be answered, just in time for entire universes to die. The return of Marvel's first family keeps getting more and more intense. Don't you dare miss a single moment of the world's greatest comic magazine. So I... I... really kind of like that last sentence of the synopsis, because it makes it feel like it's an old-school Stan Lee pitch. Where he's like, you know, gotta pick up the world's greatest comic magazine, Excelsior. Like, it really just... I don't know, something with that, like, struck a chord with me, and I was i was in for it but uh i enjoyed fantastic four number one even though it left us with more questions than answers and i love sarah pacelli's art so i'm i'm gonna pick this up i'm really excited for it i'm excited to see where we go and if the synopsis is true we're gonna be getting a lot of answers in this issue so uh i'm really looking forward to picking it up tomorrow and i think you should too so that is this week in comics to recap uh We have Detective Comics, number 988. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 26. uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, number 309. Superman, number 3. And Fantastic Four, number 2. So, pick those up. Go to uh, your comics apps. Go to your local comic book shop. Check it out uh, in time for new comic book day, which this episode should be going up. uh, Unless there is some complete random act of divine intervention or I forget to upload it, <laughs> which sometimes does happen. I get caught up in a lot of things because I've got a lot of things kind of going on right now. I'm uh, in the process of putting together my uh, voiceover demo reel, my commercial reel. i uh, going in on the 22nd of September to record it officially, so I'll be able to uh, start shopping that out and start really hopefully booking voiceover gigs with uh with my commercial talents so uh cross your fingers for me uh, i going in for my next kind of consultation session tomorrow or today i guess since this should be going up on wednesday and uh yeah so besides that uh i don't know if i have let you guys know but a couple things going on in my life right now Uh, i got cast in uh, warner brothers horror made here It's kind of the uh, halloween experience for this year it'll be going up every weekend of october so if you are in the los angeles area or you will be in the los angeles area in the month of october come on down to warner brothers studios during the weekend check it out it's going to be amazing uh i won't spoil what my role is Possibly because I don't have my role yet, but I am officially in the main cast. I've officially been casted and I'm excited to try this out. I've never really done a haunt before, but I'm excited to kind of experience it. So uh, beyond that, just excited to uh, continue doing this forward. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who has been uh, giving me all the positive and uh, critical feedback for our Kingdom Hearts 2 episode. I've really been enjoying the Kingdom Hearts series, and I can tell that you guys are enjoying it too. So I'm looking forward to continuing that forward and con- continuing to give you guys content like this. So if there are any other uh, top 5 lists you would like me to do, if there are any episodes you would like me to. Uh, kind of cover if there are any other spider-man related episodes you would like me to do uh maybe a top five spectacular spider-man episodes maybe a review of uh the really bad 1970s spider-man uh live action show uh let me know again uh, i said it at the top and i'll say it again if you've stuck all the way through here thank you very much it really does help me out uh you can Tweet at me and give us a follow at Geek Explained Pod. That's at Geek Explained P O D. You can also send me emails, geekexplained at gmail.com. And that will do it for this week's episode. So for Geek Explained, this is Eric Azana. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.